What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode three. Yeah, we got three out so far. They're coming in, and we have more on the way. Uh, This one is my first guest ever of the podcast, and his name is Mark Schulte. Good friend of mine. I've been playing paintball with him for uh, on and off for, man, 10 years or so. He kind of took a little hiatus and everything, but... uh, but he's back playing again, and he actually just recently got hired in at uh, at my work. So him and I now are uh, are pump techs together. Well, I'm kind of teaching him the ways, but uh, but yeah, he's learning quick. And you know, all we do is pretty much repair pumps and talk paintball. So this was actually a great first interview, I think, because I mean, it's pretty much what we were we're taking everything that we were doing in the shop and just throwing it on the podcast which i think and ended up great i think it was a great conversation and uh i really hope you guys enjoy it uh but first before we get to the actual podcast i want to thank a couple sponsors planet eclipse makers of the lv1 the cs1 the csr the lvr you know i can name a bunch but these guys make amazing paintball markers i've had the privilege and opportunity to be able to shoot those and uh you know it's bar none the best paintball marker on the market, uh, great guys to deal with. Um, whether you're a business, uh, a customer of theirs, it, it doesn't matter. These guys are top notch. One of the best companies I've ever worked with, hands down for sure. Make sure to go to PlanetEclipse.com where you can find all of the latest paintball markers as well as uh, some sweet soft goods. This podcast is also brought to you by Vantrition, where you can get all of your sport supplemental needs. Supplement? Supplemental? Supplement. Uh, they have the paintball preload. They have the reload. They have uh, proteins. Vantrition is made in Ohio. It's a, uh, a great supplement that I use on an everyday basis. Right now I'm using the recovery uh, to help my knee get back in shape. I'm using the preload uh, usually before any practices, and I'm using the protein after any workouts. Um why don't you guys go ahead and give them a look-see over at Vantrition.com and, uh, and try them out for yourself. That's uh, Vantrition.com. And the last on the list is Midwest Clothing. And we're actually doing something special uh, for this podcast. Uh, I have been working with them, and we're going to be doing a giveaway. So at the end of this podcast, I will be giving you guys some details on what we're giving away and what you need to do as far as qualifying for the giveaway itself. Um, so stick around towards the end of the podcast and uh, take a listen to see what we're going to be giving away. And, uh, and good luck. So here it is, episode number three, my interview with Mark Schulte. I hope you guys enjoy it. See ya. Yeah, so you're uh, you're officially my first guest on uh, the Playing On podcast. That is true. That's awesome. It's a great choice, if thank- I do say so myself. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. So thank you for uh, making the time. Yeah, no problem. I know I'm taking away from your uh, your gym your gym life. This is this is going to throw me off. It's taken away from <laughs> my... I should be at the gym right now, but it's okay. Yeah. I'll be there later. This is right off of work. As long as you go every day. Yeah, there you go. No excuses. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, but no uh, excuses. 
but Mark, um, no, I really want to have you over and uh, and have you on the podcast because we talk a lot at work about a bunch of everything, but mostly about paintball and um, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of changes going on and just a lot of uh, a lot of things that we wanted to talk about and we've been talking about and I want to have you on to make it official and have it on you know digitally on the computer and be able to listen to it and let the people listen to your opinions and our opinions so yeah it'll be great there's probably a lot of people that have the same opinions we do and there's probably a lot of people who completely disagree with us and they're going to listen to this and think that we're dumb and well, a listen is a listen, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> it all goes in the listener column. So, uh, so kind of give us a little, you know, backstory on you. You know, how long you've been playing paintball? You're from this area. Um, and, uh, you know, what are your hobbies? As far as I started playing paintball, I think, I was thinking about that on the way over here. I think it was 1999, 2000, right around there, Bull Creek Paintball in Bowling Green, Ohio, in the woods. I had a first time I used a rental Tipman. And then the next time I had a, was it an SL68? Was it a Tipman bought used? SL68? Does that sound right? No. <laughs> well, it might. I'm only used the Custom 98s. It's one of them old. And the. Uh, old, it was an old, old Tipman. Had like a little foregrip that just was like oh, I know. right on the barrel. I can visualize it, but I have yeah. no idea what it's called. And then uh, then I had a Spider. And then my first high end gun I had was a 2001 Side Feed Autococker. Ooh. It was great. I used to use it up at Toledo Indoor. Nice. Every now and then, get up there and play. Played all over the place around here. Got into playing tournament paintball in 2000, late 2000, like 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. I think I played Chicago of 2009, if I recall right. That was the last tournament I played. And then yeah. I got out, long hiatus. Yeah, so tell, back. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the uh, the whole hiatus because I mean, obviously paintball is, you know, a big thing in your life. You enjoy it. You you uh you have a lot of friends in paintball. So why why such the big the big gap? I, you know, I'm not really sure. I think it was one of those things was obviously spending a lot of money and a lot of time playing paintball and I got into other things, got into uh just started working a lot more, I think. Obviously working like an adult full-time job and it kind of paintball kind of got tossed on the back burner, but you know, there's a lot of lifelong friends that I have from playing paintball, and now it's like I have more time to do it, have, you know, financially I'm able to do it more so and get back into it. And, you know, also, like, I'm sure we'll talk about physical fitness, like, that changed big time for me. You know, I was at one point over 400 pounds, and now I'm, you know, back down. At one point was was to 250. I've put on muscle back to, like, 270 now. But Yeah, because that's – I mean, I remember first time playing with you, it was uh, – even for a big guy, you were still, you know – fairly agile yeah because uh, we six eight six nine six nine yeah. six nine and i mean i remember playing with you you're not that uh that easily not remembered or forgotten yeah. so and you know i enjoyed your personality and everything and it, everything kind of caught on and then uh like you said you had that big gap and then i saw you again and you were you were down 200 pounds 150 150 yeah. pounds and at was... one point I, I mean the most I, I had lost over 150 because i was like started like 405 and i was i did get to 250 but then i got to the point where i'm like i was pretty much skinny i was just doing cardio like working out just cutting weight like eating yeah. right cutting weight and then since then i've started to lift and you know bulked up a lot back you know from where i was like 20 pounds of muscle essentially yeah and and just simply for the fact that you wanted to change your lifestyle it was yeah. just kind of need to be changed and then and then Paintball is obviously uh, something that is um, being rewarded to you as far as your agility now. 
Oh yeah, it's it's night and day difference. It's you know it's absolutely unbelievable to me. I step on the field and it's like I'm a totally different player and than I was what eight years ago when I stopped playing and I didn't do anything to get fundamentally better at the game. This is something you know something we talked about. It's like yeah, you I don't I didn't, may not have gotten any better at playing the sport other than the fact that and I'm sure I didn't because I didn't do anything. I didn't play for eight years. You know yeah. I was even rusty when I came back out and played. I did play that one time I guess two years ago. It was like in April and we had that thing out at at Warzone or whatever it's called now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, had Fun everybody against. down there. That would have been great if you know if they could have kept things going there. If we could have games like that every week there, it'd be fantastic. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole, in itself. <laughs> Warzone, in yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, I mean, it just for for me, it's the confidence has to be like just. I mean, not even basic skill, but stepping on the field and you're that much lighter and you know it. Like your confidence to yeah. make moves and confidence to go down the field has to be through the roof yeah i mean if you would have put me on the field at 405 pounds like i still love playing the game and i still was a pretty good paintball player but you put me out there now and like now you put me out there and it's like i'm going wherever i want like yeah i mean i'm obviously not going to go to the snake on the break that's not ideal but at 405 pounds i'm not going to the w on the break yeah now i'll i'll race anybody there let's go yeah well and i think that's the great thing about paintball too is you have been on both sides of the spectrum, you know, the heavier side, the lighter side. And that's, what's great is that with paintball, anybody can play, yeah. right? So you can, you can play. Um, you might not have had all the advantages that you have now, but you, you can play and, and anybody can. I think that's, what's really, uh, really cool about our sport is that anybody can just jump up and, and play. You might not be the most efficient at it or the best, just like anything, but you can certainly, you know, even someone like in your position can definitely work at it and, become a monster so and that's and that's that way with most sports i think you know like you think about the five foot six tall guy he might not be he's not going to be a hitter in volleyball which is speaking of hobbies that's that's <laughs> that's my like normal like weekly hobby one of them play. yeah yeah and uh you you think of the five foot six guy like he's not going to be a hitter but he's going to be a better defense he can be a better defensive player than i could ever dream to be or even you know, in hockey some of the best yeah. guys are the smallest guys yeah but but they're also the most skilled and agile, and so there's there's you know definitely different skill sets to each. Just depends player. on what you're playing, I think. Because you think about you know one of my other hobbies, I like shooting pool, and I love that sport for the simple or whatever you want to call it, sport hobby, whatever. I love that for the simple fact that really nothing handicaps somebody in that in that. Like I know 75 year old women that would absolutely whoop me. I know guys in wheelchairs that would absolutely whoop me. Yeah, you know. And that's the thing. It, it doesn't matter. You know, man, woman, little child, like their kids, anybody can be good at it mm-hmm. with practice. Where, I mean, there is there is some physical limitations in paintball, but like you see, I don't know where that one, there's a kid that he is, he's in a wheelchair. I probably assume a paraplegic and like he plays, like they roll his wheelchair to the dead box and he crawls up into the back bunker, grabs his gun and starts playing. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure all the details on that, but I've, I mean, he was at World Cup. Like, and I don't, that's not the, I mean, I think he plays all the time. Other people would know the answers to that, but. Now, are you into all these hobbies and everything when you were, when you were bigger? Pool, yes. Pool, But yes. volleyball, no. I played, I mean, I was always around volleyball because my sister played all the time, played competitively, you know, through college and everything. And I, uh, was always around it and always had like an exposure to it in high school and, and with her playing and I always liked the game and wanted to play. And now it's, you know, I play all the time. Yeah. I played. Monday nights, sometimes Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday nights, and sometimes Friday nights, and yeah, and I play hockey on the side too, but Fridays and Sundays. 
which you could honestly you know i haven't seen you play but you're pretty agile now on your feet and everything i can only imagine you on skates hockey it's like if you if you talk to my dad it's like watching a totally different player you know yeah they people have been trying to get me to go down and try out for the walleye for a couple of years now ever since i've made this change and and everybody listening the walleye are actually our uh it's it's not ECHL. Yeah, it's so. not our it's not semi pro, but it's just underneath that because we have the Griffins yeah. that the walleye go up to before they hit the uh, the Red Wings stage. Yeah, it's like two tiers below the Red Wings, so the they the walleye feed the Griffins and actually a whoever the Blackhawks, uh, like one team under there under the Blackhawks is. Yeah, they're actually like a dual feed, and I don't. And then the Griffins obviously are right underneath the Red Wings. So yeah. it's like the second tier out of the NHL, but I mean it is professional hockey. Yeah, yeah. So I have a I have a question too because I know you have a really good memory. Do you think that having that memory, um, that photographic memory, is somewhat of a an advantage on the paintball field? It can be. I feel like I visualize like I can walk a field. And I feel like I visualize. I can like I can remember the shots. Like I said, I get in a bunker and I feel it's almost as if I can see through that bunker. So when I come out to snap shoot, I always have that feeling like I know where I'm going to be. Yeah. And that's that seems it's confident to me, you know, and that's just it's just memory. I think it's something that you, you see like maybe you saw it going in and, you know, everybody does it. You see it going in, you come right back out and there's the Meyer, there's the can, there's the W, you know, you know, yeah. you got that line. It's easier on your tall bunkers because sometimes you can see them, you know, mm. around or whatever. Or above. Above. In your over. case. Yeah. <laughs> Look over the, the cans. W. Yeah. I do. I shoot right over top of the cans. It's, it's great. I mean, when you think about the dimension of that, like as a player playing against me, you know, in 10 man, I was doing it on the, I don't know, the one, I don't know what they called the one field, the non double W field at World Cup. Mm-hmm. I would come off the dead box and shoot right over top of the can. I mean, yeah. it's something nobody expects. It has well, a third no. of it. There's not very many players that I can recall besides you that are seven or uh, six nine. Yeah, I mean, I can shoot. Play. A, I'm definitely. I think I would. I would venture a guess. I'm the tallest person that plays tournament paintball, at least in the NXL. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you had Lee Miller. He, I don't know. He, he's he's got to be. He was six, on like six, six four, six five, right? He got to be bigger than that. He got to be six six, six seven. I bet Lee. He's pretty tall. Yeah, He's got to be. Cl- he could definitely six, jump and shoot over a can. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. And then that guy I was telling you about today, that Mars M A R E S, who played for the M L Kings. It's a, yeah. He's a Millennium player, but he was at World Cup, and because they played what did they play semi pro at World Cup? I think. I think. So. I was watching them when we were playing our X ball matches. They were practicing Dynasty on that Dell field, and but apparently some of the Dynasty guys play with. ML Kings in the Millennium. Or I, yeah, I think so. I'm Ryan not really Greenspan sure. plays with them in Millennium or like something. Like maybe Spicka. Yeah. Maybe. And that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's like a he's a, he's a tall guy. Cause I remember looking over there and I'm like, well, he's on the high ground, but he's still he's still a tall guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, let's go. It's got to be an advantage, especially going to the uh, the W and being able to just use that W as like it's just the side of a can or something like that, and be able to shoot down on somebody inside of that W, you know, across from you. Well, yeah, that's what I catch people all the time. They, if you watch these videos of people playing the W's, even you watch you watch NXL games, they're play. It's videos or on the podcast or the podcast on the webcast. They're sitting there and they're sitting off the off the W shooting. If a guy like me comes up in that window, I shoot you right in the top of the head or mm-hmm. in the loader, like literally in the loader. No, I hate it when that happens. But yeah, I feel bad for whoever that was. I don't even know. I don't even know what team that was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, you know, he was. He's probably still cleaning out his loader. 
Yeah, he probably threw it away. More than likely. <laughs> it had a pretty fresh pod in it because like, it was pretty full of paint. Ooh. Yeah. It just blew right so. through it. Yeah. So I felt bad. That was a – I mean, I did, but I didn't. It was okay. Paintball's fun. Yeah. So we also uh, – we did a couple of the uh, the truck talks. Truck talk. Yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on, on Facebook. We did some <laughs> Facebook Lives, and we talked about a whole array of things. And um, just a few of them that I wanted to talk about was uh, – this whole thing that they have going on now where it's they have a they have a two NX the NXL is what I'm talking about. The they have a two on two tournament. Now they have a mechanical um a whole mechanical division. They have uh they have ten man, they have uh, I believe five man as well. They have pump, they have NX or the uh the professional NXL step uh, step deck. So do you think that it is a a pro or a con that they have so many things now offered for players and teams to come in and uh, and participate in. I don't know. To me, it's almost a con because, like, how do you decide what you want to do? So, like, I'm going to go to the event. And they're going to have, like, say in Las Vegas, they're going to have pump on Sundays. They're going to have ten man on Sundays. They're going to have are they going to have two man? I don't know. I mean, at World Cup, they had the two man tournament on a Sunday. Like, how do you? They got to have this mechanical division on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get the idea that if I'm going to spend, if I'm the divisional player, the non-pro player, and I'm going to, I'm spending the best, probably the better part, at least of a thousand dollars, if you're talking any of these events to get out there and get hotel and, and be there. If I'm, what's a little more money to play? And that's their mentality. It's like, let's oh, let's give them more options. Like, okay, so you, you're the divisional player that goes 0 and 4 or 2 and 2 and you get knocked out. Like you could still play on Sunday. It gives you something mm-hmm. to do the rest of the your time there. Yeah. Like you got to think, you go to World Cup and play divisional X ball, and you lose Thursday, Friday. Now you're there Saturday, Sunday, and you leave Monday morning. It's yeah. okay, but it's nice to have something else to do. Like, oh you yeah. Know, we, we play ten man to go with it. But how? What if I? I want to play ten man because ten man's a riot. Right. It's so much fun. Oh yeah. And but like this mechanical division, we I was talking about it before they ever even released it. I thought it'd be it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you could go out there with an old auto cocker and a shake and bake or something. And I thought they were going to do it sooner, to be honest. Yeah, I just think it'd be really, really fun. To be honest, I think a ten, I think a ten man mechanical division would be a blast. If you cool. really wanted to throw it back, like that's that would be a ton of fun. But then you're going to get the people that they they can't get ten guys to commit to it, or right. they people either want to play ten man with right with you know regular gun with normal like NXL guns, or they want to play. 10 man mechanical you don't have you're going to get anyone to really cross over yeah it's going to be such a split because i feel like you have such a select group that is so die hard you know mechanicals like and cockers and everything yeah. yeah but there's such an overflow of everybody who has electronic markers that it's just it's probably not going to be feasible just to do that 10 man so yeah I, I mean i was thinking about it too and i mean anything to get uh you know people and teams to events and make each individual event bigger and better you know i would love to see every event be just like world cup you know huge all these things all the vendors are there every big vendor's there instead of just having a small booth um you know there's i mean cut out the marching band stuff that was kind of yeah (laughs) we couldn't even hear the horn and the marching bands going by on the one side but it's um but it's also all for spectator friendly things and keeping people interested but uh I mean, I don't know, NXL spending a lot of money to, to keep people interested. And I, I think 
uh, I think something that they should add is maybe a little field where you somebody can just walk in off the uh, off the street and be able to play you know whatever give them a little loader full of paint and be able to experience it or let that kid with his parents there be able to experience what paintball is maybe have it be the 50 caliber um, you know not hurt so much ball and be able to just try it out I think that would be a pretty good addition to it or even something if you I mean if they were concerned with liability that goes with that even just giving someone off the street the offering to to shoot the guns somewhere to shoot it you don't need any you don't need anything but a, a small area netted in there's yeah. a couple things to shoot at you know that would also give your vendors something you know what if somebody wants to you know, you think about there's there's no way to unless you can find somebody that has a gun. Like, what if I want to try it before I buy it? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I'm curious? Like, what about this LVR that's sitting behind me? Like, what if I wanted to shoot that? You know, and I didn't have yeah. I didn't know somebody that had one. And I wanted to give it a shot before I go drop twelve hundred dollars on it. Yeah. Do you think a pro shop is going to be like, oh yeah, go ahead, yeah, shoot, shoot my shoot my used one? No, but Planet Eclipse can. You yeah. know, I'm sure they got one. Mm-hmm. You know, here you go. Let's let's walk over here to the demo area. Or just have them there, maybe. See, and that might be one. I mean, they could obviously, the bigger manufacturers can sacrifice one marker to go over there and go yeah. into the demo booth and just have, you know, a die M2, a, a, you know, whatever their biggest marker is. Do a, uh, a whatever planet's biggest marker and then just go yeah. down the a line. Lux, a shocker. You know, all the, the, the Mac dev guns. Like, yeah. have all, you could have all the guns, or at least all the ones that are, the, you know, approved and they sell them there at the events. The vendors are there. Yeah. You know, have them there for somebody to shoot if they want to. I mean, bring your own paint. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, it just, I think it's it's nothing to set something like that up. I don't know why they wouldn't have thought of that. And then if you could actually set it up to where people could play, you know, kids could go out there and you put 100 balls in a hopper and let them go out there and play low impact. I mean, it's nothing. Them guns are so cheap. I've seen the rental packages from different companies like Valken and GI and stuff. They sell these. I mean, you buy them, nothing to it. Yeah, to put a 50 cal rental package together, and that's all you need for someone to try it out. That's never offer them Tyvek suits even, so they don't get paint on their clothes. Yeah, I mean those are pennies. Yeah. So, uh, I also wanted because I know you'd mentioned it uh, in the truck talk that we had uh, was a second entrance into the uh, into the field. Yeah. And how beneficial that would be to the divisional players. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what are the difficulties, and and what would you like to see? So for me, like World Cup, I I bought the VIP parking pass, and and you know we were able to yeah you we were able to park up front close to the gate, but then you had to drag all your gear all the way through the vendor show, all the snaking around back to the division. I got lucky and played on the closest field to the parking lot, which was mm-hmm. still like, I swear, a ten plus minute walk dragging a gear bag. It seemed like forever. Yeah, you know, and I mean it's like they needed to be a second entrance that got the divisional player. Because to me, when I'm coming there to play, I'm coming there to play my games. I'll go take my stuff, put it back in the truck, and then I'll come back in and I'll go to the trade show, or I'll go buy a beer, I'll go buy some food, or I'll come into the grandstands and watch some NXL games. But when I'm coming there to play, I'm coming there to do to do just that. You right. know, let me get to my game, play my game. Don't overcrowd the trade show for no reason. Because all I'm doing is is getting in the way of people who are there that would are probably trying to make purchases and checking out the trade show. Yeah. At that time, whether they're players or not, because if you think World Cup, a lot of people, even if they just came to play five man or ten man, they came on Thursday when mm-hmm. it started, and they spent they spent the two days on the beginning of the week, you know, beginning of the event, just hanging out. I know plenty of people that did that. Oh yeah, and it's like let let keep me out of that person's way while I'm trying to go play my game, and then let me get back. I got to the point where I got dressed in the rental car, and I literally walked through the trade show like ready to hit the field. Mm-hmm. All I needed was paint. 
And then we got to the point where we left, we just left our paint lay in the pits because it wasn't worth the effort to drag three, you know, rebagged cases out of there. Yeah. Just left it lay and let somebody throw it away. See, and that's, I mean, that's gold right there though, you know, with, with paint and how much paint is and, you know, that goes to show that there is something needs to be addressed at that point. And World Cup, I think, was the only event that was probably an issue because at Cleveland, it wasn't really a problem. They kind of had the same concept, though. They're trying to route you through the event at Cleveland. Luckily, I only played 10-man at Cleveland, so I was able to park over by the 10-man field when I got there early Sunday morning, and we the gate was open, so we were able to cut right to the 10-man field, and it was it was nothing. We thought about staging at our truck, like not even staging next to the field. We ended up staging near it, but yeah. we could have very easily staged at our truck right off the end of the field, and we could still hear them communicating and telling us, you know, when we were going to be on the field, et cetera. But it was just, it, even that event was, and I understand the size of the event makes it difficult. The fact that it's in a cattle pasture down in Florida off the highway makes it tough because there's some low spots and you can only work with so much, but. Yeah. But I'm sure making another entrance, you know, isn't really yeah. going to be that big of a. For me, World Cup was just a little bit disappointing because it's like we pay all this money to be down there, play divisional X ball, and then I get stuck on a field that's got, you know, it's not flat. It's just bumpy. There's like stalks and large pieces of sticks and everything hanging out of it. It was just. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the one ten man field was the one ten man field was horrible. Our X ball field was not great. Yeah. By any means. Well, but, how many fields do they have there that they have to try and? One. Make sure everything. Two, what I think. I think eight. it had eleven divisional fields. Eleven divisional fields. Yeah. Is that including ten mans? Well, the 10-mans were divisional setups that they just add bunkers to. That's another thing that's disappointing. That's one of our topics we've talked about in Truck Talk, I think. Oh, yeah. Just How wishing the 10-man was just changed. Make it own. Make it have its own bunker set. Yeah. not Don't just add bunkers to one side of the X-Ball layout and call it a 10-man field. Change it all around. Bring you back uh, bunkers from the old 7-man. Bring back the car yeah. washes, the snake the actual snake snake yeah. from seven man or a spike or um you know the uh, the crack pipes and all you know all this other stuff hell integrate i'm sure well it actually might be a little bit more but putting some uh, like a couple hyperball tube bunkers around you know in scattered throughout the fields i mean that'll be a little bit more difficult but um you know i i think those little things instead of just throwing logs into the fire as far as the field goes, I think they would make it so much more intricate and one-offy is, you know, having those different set of bunkers on the field. Well, it's like the one field was pretty – the the field that wasn't the double W was pretty disappointing to me because, like, I go up to the W and I'm like, oh, I'm right back in X-Ball. Here we go. Just shooting the Dorito side, flipping the snake side. It was, the snake was doubled up, but it didn't do anything from the W because the outside of – guy in the snake you really couldn't see him with all the blocks and the little cakes that were in there and everything yeah i mean because 10 men by itself is fun yeah right there's just so many people to shoot and and there is there is something about being on a field with different bunkers i mean i think that's one of the cool things about old nppl was that you had to walk eight different fields they were all different they had different shaped bunkers i mean they were all generally the same but there was some that had different shapes and different bunker sets and everything like that and that was that was cool. That was cool being able to do that. And I think that would be awesome if they did that for the 10-man fields. Yeah. I think it'd be really neat. I mean, we got to play two different layouts, which I thought was really cool. You played it because of the way the fields were set up at the event itself. You played you played them on two different days. You played four on one the first day, four on the other the second day, because logistically it's not realistic to run back and forth. They could somehow set them up side by side. 
It'd be awesome. Yeah. Everybody stage right down the middle, pits to the inside, and I mean it would have been so much fun. You know? Yeah. And that's you know a lot of there was a lot of complaints with the ten man about how it was kind of like pro am almost. Like I mean we played like three pro teams and five of the amateur teams, and people were complaining about that. Like I loved it. I thought it was great. I I feed off that when you get to go out there shoot nxl players in the neck well, I th- you know taking it back to the nppl again that was cool when i was on tipman effect playing seven man division you know early on uh that was when the pro team still played the divisional teams and that's how i was able to play teams like dynasty excessive you know arsenal all those teams back then and that was that was my highlight is being yeah. able to do that i loved it it was it was awesome um, you know, and we're tr- we're not trying to knock the NXL. We're just kind of giving our opinions. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of things that they do right. Yeah. And there's there's things that they do that people think they could do differently. But I'm not. You know, we're not trying to knock the NXL. We're really just trying to give you know positive criticism towards uh, towards that organization. And I think in a lot of aspects, they they do listen to it. I mean, in certain things, it seems like the players like overwhelmingly want something and you get something else. And I don't, I mean, there's obviously reasons behind why they do everything, Mm -hmm. but like, for instance, we were just talking about timing on the Vegas event again this year. It's like, there's, I'm sure there's a reason, you know, that's, that's when the venue is available and a better venue or an equal comparable venue is not available at the same time frame, you know, and, and it is, it is what it is. A lot for a divisional player. When we're looking, what were we looking at? Flights out of Detroit. It was like eight hundred to get to Vegas. The mo- well, yeah. there'd probably be more than that, but like five to eight hundred dollars on flights. Yeah, and then hotels. Spirit Airlines was like six hundred dollars for Spirit, and that's no bags. That's nothing. So if you yeah. want a carry on and a gear bag, you're going to be over eight hundred dollars to get to Vegas. And that's crazy. And if you think about, you know, a ten man team or any, you know, and that kind of segues into the does money make you yeah. a better paintball team or buy you a better paintball team or and I, and I think that in a lot of aspects more than not it does absolutely um, yeah. and just for the simple fact of they can play more uh or or let's say let's say they're given the chance to play more they have the choice of whether or not they want to and slack off but they had they are given the chance to play it's more opportunity paintball. especially if that's what they do you yeah. know if if they just play paintball and that's it and they're making a living playing paintball you are supposed to be playing paintball uh you know 5 days a week on the weekend you that's what you're supposed to be doing you're supposed to be getting better at this game and if my job is supposed to go clean pumps during the week and then come home and take care of my son and try and think about paintball and then the weekend comes around and you know maybe my wife and you know my family wants to go do something and that that I'll you know I'll go do that and then I got to try and time find try and find time to go play it just makes it that much more difficult but I go mean, play four hours away and play four hours <laughs> yeah. away on top of that because we live in the black hole of paintball that's what, <laughs> that's what it, I told John the other day <laughs> and it used to be and it sucks because it used to be like Michigan and Ohio uh there used to be it was great. Oh, there used to be tons of fields around and, and tons of players. Tons and of now players. And think, about, think about if we used scattered. to go to, like, you know, think about the whole, like, Somish Army thing. And going to you go to Future Ball on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And depending on how early you got there, you might have been the first one. But, you know, there's always going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. Playing paintball. It's, it's You used it, to stand in line on, yeah. in, on the physical field behind a dead box to be able to step in yeah. and play. 
And now I've experienced that. Like, I mean, so like we, you know, you go, I was going over to, to drop zone DZ paintball where the DZ all-stars play over in Cleveland. You know, mm-hmm. that's like that. They have a great following there and a lot of, you know, a lot of, not just a following, but a lot of people trying to come up in the ranks. They have a, you know, a decent program that they're running out of there. Obviously they, they won Cleveland last year in D3. They win Cleveland this year in D2. And I, last I heard they're going playing semi-pro this year. So yeah, good for them. But it's like, you know, you think about that day we went over there and played, you, you'd stand at the dead box and just three, you might wait two or three, you know, two or three games, just run them all day long. Just boom, 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 paintball, paintball, paintball. Well, and that's what it, that's where I wish paintball would be around here. And it's, it's so tough, but DZ, how far away was that from here? It's like, it's two hours, 15 minutes, two two hours, hours? 15 minutes. And, and in Toledo, right. We're kind of that area where we're kind of split, you know, that, that crossroads in between everything. And you think that we would, somebody would take advantage of that. And you think we're on, we're on 80, 90, so, you know, and on 75, like you're in a great crossroads. I mean, you look at these other huge retailers that sell stuff. They take advantage of it. Like look at Bass Pro, mm-hmm. you know, they drop in here and undercut kind of undercut Bella or uh, Bass Pro or Cabela's to the South, you know, things like that. Like it's been building up here at that crossroads intersection. Yeah. And, but paintball for whatever reason just has died here in Toledo and all Somebody on PB Nation had a post about paintball in Toledo and the, the status of paintball in Toledo. And I basically put that all the talent that resides in Toledo leaves Toledo to go play elsewhere mm-hmm. because that's where the talent is. It's like, even if we had a field now, I wonder what what would it be? You Who know? would show up? If we had, if I tomorrow were, or Sunday morning was to set up a brand new X-ball field in the yard next to my house, which is, we know both know is perfect, but oh, yeah. it's never going to happen. <laughs> You know, had the compressor, had the pits, had everything ready to go. Scoreboard done. Let's play. Mm-hmm. Perfectly flat, perfect grass, ready to go. Who who's gonna come play? You know, because you think you go down to Fort Wayne and you got the guys that play there. They play at Plex, and you go up to Michigan and you got the guys that play at, like the semi pro team that plays it at uh, what TC Paintball? Yeah, TCP Machine. I I think we'd yeah. have to sell it. I think we'd yeah. have to sell it because so many of the fields here have pushed so many people away. And I think we'd have to sell it so much to kind of bring them back. Get new but... players back or the players that leave back and then develop them and get those kids playing, you know, at a more competitive level. Yeah. Just, I just, I just fear that I think the day and age of like paintball in Toledo is like done. Yeah. And it sucks because I feel like the sport itself has been on a rise. You know, I mean, I think I, it's back on a rise. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's back on a rise. And, you know, I, you know, I'm excited to see the changes happening in the sport. Um, but I, I really wish locally we would see some kind of pickup in, in fields or, or something. But it's just, I mean, um, we were just talking about those inflatable soccer arenas. Yeah. That there's two of them like right next to each other mm-hmm. and how cool that would be for an indoor field. Because of the market here in Perrysburg. I mean, it's, it's at people, people like Paris, Perrysburg, one of the you know, stereotypes is that they got money and mm-hmm. people got money in Perrysburg. So they put in these soccer fields. I mean, the one, I don't know about the, the, the big, the larger new one. I don't know what the plan for that is. Somebody told me that the mommy sports mall soccer people were the ones running that, but the one at total sports which is owned by a company out of Ann Arbor. They, I mean, they're set up to play softball in there. They're going to have adult softball leagues really? indoor. Yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. Oh Yeah. You know, but then, you know, we were even talking about costs, like it's, they're not expensive, but you can't, you can't, nobody's got the capital to put a paintball field in something like that, to build new. 
and put a paintball field in something like the that. The thought, the uh, the idea would be cool. I think the problem runs into is that unless you, it's hard to start an NXL style field because everybody that plays that style paintball, X ball style paintball wants wants they're cheap. They want a good deal. They want to shoot more paint. You know, so. The problem we run into, like with with what is Funigan Warzone, yeah, is you want to charge too much money for paint. People are not going to pay it, and they're going to leave. And he he doesn't get the concept that, you know, if I if I if I don't show up and buy an eighty dollar case, but I would show up and buy two forty dollar cases, mm-hmm. like he he's making a lot more money when I show up and buy two forty dollar cases from him at ten dollars margin a piece versus not showing up because he's $80 a case. Well, I think that's what he was missing. I think he had the advantage of that perfect field because that's, I mean, it was. It was pretty damn close to being perfect. But I don't think he wanted to listen to everybody saying, hey, well, you know, let's we want a deal. We want this. We want that. And, you know, he said, yeah, well, you know, yeah, right. I'm making more money from, uh, from rec ball than I am from yeah. you guys. And then, you know, because they – we could have had tournament players come out every weekend. Oh yeah, every single weekend. Well, look at the look at the people on whatever day that was in April. Oh, in it was 2015. Yeah, you know we had all the people that we used to play with and like that that play still played and like some people obviously I didn't still play but I still, mm-hmm. I came out and played just because everybody was going to be there. Yeah, you know I'm not saying that's the following or the 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 kind of clientele you could have every weekend at a field like that. Cause all of those people play on other teams at different establishments. Well, you'd have to build your reputation back up. Yeah. I mean, he, he has built up a reputation of not listening to anybody and he's going to do things his way, which I mean, he's a business owner. He's going to, but with what he had, I mean, he ultimately know. in business, your customers will tell you what they need out of you to keep for you to stay in business. And it may not be verbal. They might not say it to your face, but they're going to say it to you by either showing up and having a great time and coming back the next week or not coming at all. Yeah. And in his case, he would rather sell you laser tag and 50 cal low impact on a, don't get me wrong, that the little house ghost town scenario field is a lot of fun. Yeah. But this is, this is just us being bitter of having a really awesome indoor paintball field and it just going to shit. Yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a high ceilinged, perfectly lit, great turf, no posts about it was, we could, we could fit a regulation field set up on it. So you could play the full layout Mm -hmm. where it would, you'd sacrifice is basically like the outside bunkers would be in the net essentially, which was fine because you couldn't really, you couldn't like completely run the wire, but all the shots were still there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you'd get in the snake, you'd shoot cross field. That's the shot you were going to see at the event. Like, and it was just great. And the outdoor field was turf on top of a tennis court. Yeah. So it was perfectly flat. It, I mean, it was, it was just excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a I shame. Mean, it, yeah. it is a shame. And, you know, we're not trying to bash them, but it just, it sucks because, because we want to play paintball home here close yeah and it's just it just sucks to sucks to see it go but um it is what it is i know i know that you brought some uh some few things that you wanted to talk about um and i kind of wanted to talk about too was uh i am hoping that the nxl brings on the m500 i really like the concept i think it's really cool i think it's it's regulating something that should have been regulated a long time ago um and i i think i kind of compared it to i think it was nascar where 
you know, everybody has the same size gas tank. They can only put so much fuel in there, and that's what you have. And I think it's you should step on the field with the same amount of pods as everybody else, and you, you can't give them away, you can't do anything, and that's just, it is what it is, because, you know, not every guy is going to walk on the field packed to the brim just because they can, or because the field calls for it. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on the M500? I, I enjoy it. I like it. I haven't even played it yet, and I love it. I love, personally, I think it'd be great. And, you know, for a lot of people, if they listen to this and think of old Mark, who used to be the back player, who used to shoot a lot of paint, shoot tons of people off the break, and have a, I mean, shoot a lot of paint. Like, try to just empty my pack every game. That was yeah. what I was doing. It, you know, now I look at it totally different. Like, now I usually carry five pods if i'm in 10 man i'll carry a few more but it's like if i'm going up front especially when i'm going to the w if i make it through five pods the game better be over or i'm chances <laughs> are i'm probably dead yeah, like let's yeah. be honest it's the w and the i think it'd be great though you know i don't think it would affect me i was watching videos of them playing in the millennium you know and they care i think they're allowed the loader and two pods i think in millennium which would be about 500 balls i would give or take yeah i think that's what they're allowed and you know it changes the game dramatically like you see some pretty conservative breakouts kind of just taking like those like five pocket bunkers nobody running wide and then maybe like shooting like loading to the next one and then bump you know getting a bump out but it changes the game i think dramatically i think it's still fast though i think you still have that comparison of it's fast because you can get a move in of fast pace and some were a little more considerate um conservative but it's still you got you got to get going because you you can't just sit on your ass and just you know shoot a bunch. It of makes paint. you it makes you it makes you have to hit your shots. It makes you have to be able to pick somebody up that's moving. The skill level versus just sitting there and shooting a lane so they can't move or have to try to step out into the lane that they don't see or you know you can't sit there and just spray a blind shot waiting for somebody to step inside and catch one in the face like yeah none of that. And if you if you watch them like some of these games it would it they'd break out. And it's 45 seconds into the game, and there's a guy in the snake corner, and he put his last pod in his hopper, you know, yeah. which is realistic. I uh, mean, yeah. it could happen very easily if they're trying to push the snake. I think, you know, like in that aspect, they were trying to push down the snake, and he's shooting the wire to hold the guy in so his teammate can move. Well, his teammate gets to the 50, gets shot. Now this guy's behind him mm-hmm. with half a loader left. Yeah, I think it makes for those quick decisions of do I stay here now a minute longer trying to shoot my shoot my paint and conserve my paint or do I make a move and do yeah. I try and make something happen I think that that side of it just you know kind of makes your wheels turn a little bit quicker because uh, you have to the other thing I think is that you take 10 guns basically rolling the whole time out of the picture or say five on your side I think it opens up communication to be more free and clear like f- clear across the field because mm-hmm. there's less gun shooting less gun ice because let's be honest if you're in your bunker shooting down the wire you know especially if you have a louder gun yeah you know, you're not you're not hearing that guy yeah somebody's job to relay it to you but what if they're all shot you're not hearing that guy from across field probably i mean you're yeah. trying to brings out communication brings out yeah. your 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 basic skill sets of snap shooting uh dominating dominating a wire uh yeah. you know and dominating and not- without just spray and pray. Yeah, exactly. You know, accuracy. anybody can sit there and go da, 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 and just keep throwing pods into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. And I, load and shoot with one finger yeah. and all this stuff, which I think is That guy's not going to come out on the wire if you're just hammering it. No. There. Especially no. if it's not a setup where he can come over top or inside and try to get paint on you. He has to come out on you then. 
Yeah. You know, what's he going to do? I Yeah, I just want to – I'd like to see the NXL take it over. I, I actually thought they were going to this year. Excuse me. I, I really thought they were going to make that transition. But when I heard they didn't, I was, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, man, I'd, I'd really like to see that. But who's making that decision? Are the bigger companies well, kind of making that decision? Are um, that's know, what the I was paint say. manufacturers? So and who's putting, the, who's putting the money in? You know, to the leagues, the 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 GI Sports and the Dyes and the Vulcans and the guys that are making the and selling the paint, are they? What does this do for paint sales? It obviously is going to lower them because if I'm playing M500, you're going to practice M500, right? So yeah. it's one of those things. Paint, you're gonna you're pros gonna, and cons. Paint's gonna go. Paint sales is gonna go down. Mm-hmm. So does that mean paint prices is gonna have to go up because you're not gonna sell as much paint? Or do more people play the game because they can afford the game at the current price? You know, it all depends. See, I mean, that's the thing, too. We're down to the sub-level is like, you know, how intimidated are some of these players walking on the field where, you know, they only have a few pods and they're playing and these other guys are walking on and they're just loaded to the to the gills yeah. and just shooting paint all over the place. And they're like, Man, I can't do anything. I could because everybody's shooting me in. I can't. Do, I can't do anything. Obviously, there's way to, ways to overcome it, and yeah. and and you know they'll make you better. I mean, if anything, yeah. play. I like. I'm a firm believer in always trying to play people better than you. You know, hundred percent. You're not going to get better, but I just worry that I, I feel like the main holdback in the M500 is somebody. But see, who's supplying the paint for the Millennium? I mean, somebody's selling the paint over there. Is it? Is it? The same companies that sell it in the United States? I'm sure. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess it's uh, yeah, GI and Empire and Vulcan and those yeah, guys. The same so people who are making paint. HK any, Army paint over there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see the M500. Uh, but then what do you run into? I know I like the next thing, obviously, on the list. We're talking about regional tournaments and different things like that and how I think it's really great what they have going on. Yeah. But – how does it affect that? Do they follow suit with the NXL? Cause they basically do now. Like if you look at like Joe's NXPL, mm-hmm. you know, here in Michigan and expanding to Indiana actually this year, or like the MSXL, they're basically mirroring what you're getting in, in the NXL for a lower price, more competitive, you know, more competitively priced for people who are getting into the sport. More you know, paintball. Can't afford more paintball. Absolutely. I mean, know? especially if it's the old school NXL uh, yeah. or um, old school X-Ball. Yeah. So like MSXL, you play, like when I went to Indianapolis and played an event this year, I thought it was great. I thought the setup was great. I thought it was well run. It was I had better officiating there than I did at my World Cup X ball matches for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, cost wise, they have it set up. You know, forty dollar forty dollar case paint, at you know at, at most for anybody for Ultra Evil. That's a great paint deal already set up for people. They just show up and buy it right yeah. out of the truck, you know, the prices, I don't know what we paid exactly, seven, 800 bucks probably for entry, not a lot of entry. And you play an entire NXL event in one day. I mean, you play four matches and then go into playoffs. That's a lot and of it's, people. And it's race to four, you know, X-Ball, not step deck, anything. I mean, it was great. So speak, I really enjoyed it. Speaking of like all that, I mean, do you think that, um, another point that we wanted to talk about, do you think, changing bunkers or even taking bunkers away from the field would help produce you know more exciting games or more exciting matches i think removing bunkers from the current field specifically probably some of the pins the small doritos are basically useless you know i think if you took I, I agree pins, i'd like to see them them go i think if you took two pins and two small doritos out or something along those lines 
and open up the field a little bit, I think it'd make more exciting games. And I think that change is very easily made and would become welcomed with open arms because it doesn't make anybody spend any more money. Whereas you add a new bunker, you have now you got an upgrade kit to somebody's airball mm-hmm. field. And that field owners field probably owners hate that. spending money, spending money, spending money every year for a while, it seemed like, you know, and they're going to get sick of that. Yeah, it's great for the company selling bunkers, but it's not great for the struggling field owner. Because how many field owners are getting rich, do, you know, doing this, yeah. really? You yeah. Know? And, and I mean, the last thing I feel like the field, the last thing I feel like we need is adding bunkers. Yeah. I mean, the, the field's congested as it is, I feel. Yeah, I can see they replace, replace bunkers with other bunkers, but then you come back to the economics of the these field owners. I mean, they're... Most of the, I mean, I'm sure there's some that got plenty of money, but but most of these guys don't, you know, they ain't, they ain't floating around in a $2 million boat with yeah. the money they made off their paintball field. Mm-hmm. They might have had the money from something else, well, but look, they didn't have it from that. Take a look at a, a NXL video or a PSP video from 2005 and then compare that field to the field now. Yeah. And then look how, how much paint we were shooting and how fast we were shooting and then compare it to now. Yeah. And it's so, it's such a big flip-flop. It was a third, I mean, I guess it's a third less... Yeah. Paint, you know. It's, it was ropes back then. Yeah. Your like, your gun was a bunker. It's crazy. You didn't even need to But yeah, I think it I think it affects the field owners more than anything. I mean, I think the field owners owners would welcome there's I mean there's there's nothing they can do. They're going to welcome right. whatever and your field owners of people that play in the NXL, the demands of their customer are going to update. But to me, that update means they charge more for paint or mm-hmm. they can't give as good of a paint deal or, you know, which keeps the people playing the game. You have to figure out a way to justify. I think keeping the cost of the consumables, which is the, the paintballs down is the, probably the single most important thing in the, in the, in the industry right now, because that's the consumable part of this game that you, there's nothing you can do. Like mm-hmm. it's you just got to keep spending money on it. Yeah. And it's great for, it's great for people selling the paint but if you want to increase the, you know, the demand for it, you need more people playing. In which case, you can keep the, you know, you can keep the prices down. And yeah. So now, to kind of uh, to kind of go off a little bit, let's let's see how much you've been kind of looking at and and keeping track of all the new stuff that's happened. Um, like the uh, now no more planned eclipse with Dynasty. Yeah. They now have Infamous. Uh, Dynasty is now shooting Bob Long, Blast, Field One, whatever you want to call it. Field One. I, I think they want to call it Field yeah. One. Field One, yeah. They, Which so, is our, like, they're like marks, though, is what they're shooting, right? It's what it looks like. It looks just like a Bob Long, the Mark series, which is like a spooly poppet gun. Yeah. It's ha- like halfway between a poppet and a spool valve. I'm not exactly sure how you describe it. I had a couple of them back in the day. They're not exactly a spool valve, but... And that was... And the only reason... I, I, I don't know exactly why they switched, but I know their manager, I think, bought out Who is, Blast. What's um, the name? Eric something, I think. Maybe not. Yeah. I'm I not can't sure. think right now. Crandall. I, yeah. Eric, Eric Crandall. Crandall. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bought, he bought Blast. Yeah. And then it's been absorbed into, like, Field One or whatever. I saw mm-hmm. that Dirty Dirty Works was selling off all the, bla- the, like, the surplus Blast items, like... I saw they had 2K2 Intimidator bodies and frames and all. I mean, everything you would want to build mm-hmm. a 2K2, you know, generation Gen 1 Intimidator, which is pretty cool. So now now that Infamous is an Eclipse team, what do you think happens to the Vanquish? Do you think it kind of sticks around? Or do you see who else is shooting, who else is shooting a Vanquish? 
I don't think there other proteins. was there any other pro team shooting it. I don't. I think Re- Rebels die, right? Yeah, Rebels die, and yeah. Boom is die. I don't. Know. That gun is to- that gun is totally new to me. I've never shot one. It didn't exist when I was when I stopped playing paintball. It didn't exist, and now that I'm back into it, it's like a totally. I mean, it's on the same lines about all the other guns, the CS1, and, and yeah. it's you, you know bolt out the back, spool valve. Yeah, I've heard good and bad things about it. You know, I've heard that it's great. I've heard that it, that sucks. Yeah. but I think it's, it's like awesome. anything. Anybody's gonna make a complaint about. Any, any gun, you know, mm-hmm. you can shoot like Personal I preference. I shoot the CS one. I love it. You can yeah. find plenty of people in PB Nation that'll tell you. Although you are terrible. taking a liking to that LVR, I do have a liking <laughs> to the LVR. Yeah, and I may or may not get one at some point. We'll yeah, see. there's yeah, at least four four hundred and ninety nine other ones somewhere. Do you know how much it's killing me that I haven't been able to play with it yet because I'm still I'll just take it recovering from any. I, dude, I can't let you take it and shoot it first on the field. Why not? I need the first kill on that thing. Big turd. We'll go play one on one. You'll be the first kill. <laughs> no, I'll, no I'll, way. I'll, I'll break it in for you if you want me to. No, I'm definitely. I gotta. I'm just. I'm trying my best to get my knee back in shape so I can get back on the field. I don't think I'm gonna be able to make the uh, winter extravaganza that, yeah. or whatever it is. Winter classic. I should probably tell Bruno and yeah. Renick. You're not going. I'll go for you. <laughs> Do they need a W player? Uh, we always need. I'm hell. I might turn into the W player if I can't dive and slide and all that good stuff. But Same knock way. on wood, that well plastic, I guess. But that I'll be able to uh, full recovery by Vegas. It's been a crazy experience for me with this whole surgery thing because I've never been. I've never been down and out this long. I've never not been able to do the things that I'm used to doing, and it's bugging the shit out of me. I know the feeling. I heard, had a my ankle injury. I was. I spent basically spent eight we eight nine weeks doing. I think the ninth week I started like walking on it on the treadmill, like power walking yeah. on it. But I spent like eight weeks basically doing nothing. I'm like five weeks, just about five weeks right now, and it's it's so hard because you got to find that happy medium of not pushing yourself too hard, getting enough rest, and it's just been a kind of a crappy experience. Just because, I mean, that's with paintball, man. You're always on your knees. You're always banging into shit. You're always, you know, you know, fucking something up on your body. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh-uh, on no. your body. No, it's not like by any means. <clears throat> so I. It's not like playing shuffleboard at the old folks' home. Yeah, which I might start that taking might on. Have to be you. <laughs> retire. You could just be a coach. You there you retiring go. Coach. You got to push it harder. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And left. And more to the left. That's my horrible Russian. The left. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been killing me not being able to to, to shoot that thing. Because, I mean, when I uh, when I shot it for that review video, that thing shot out of the box money. But that's that's LV series to me. I've That's that's an ego series to me. They've always shot great. You know, for two years I tried the, the spoolies with the, the CS1 and 3.5. And which are great guns, but I just, I don't know. It never caught on for me. I was, I'm just the ego fan, man. I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. But I, you know, I feel like I, like I said, I, maybe I just never given the ego the proper chance. I think you can like, come to the dark side. Maybe I could. I think you could. 
it's like a niche market. Like I was reading online, people are like, oh, they just keep coming out with it. They got the LV1, they got the LV1.1 Pro, and then the LVR is just a milled out, you know, lightened up. Well, and it, it's, it is a niche market. Cause yeah, everything, everything is the same though, well. right? Every, every paintball gun, it's, that's the same as the CS1. The CS1 is pretty yeah. much the same thing. It's just the features change. Yeah. The features but even change, brand to brand, but it's it's all the same. Yeah, it gets lighter. Maybe, um, you know, because now now what's going to be the next big thing? Is it going to be the displays are going to be bigger? Is it going to be? No, it's uh, going to be it's going to be Bluetooth air gauges into your into your goggles. Shit, we don't it's really dumb. need to play a basic paintball. game. Yeah, for tournament paintball, it's perfect if they want to sell it to the scenario, the Sunday scenario player who wants maps in his goggles and and right. wants to know his air supply and all this like like we were talking it's not an issue like for me carrying like i said five pods if i run through five if i run out of five pods we better have already won the game yeah or we something better be is going about completely winning wrong. the game cuz yeah. or i probably out like mm-hmm. usually i either shoot like two to five pods or i shoot 16 balls out of my loader and get traded out at the w well, yeah know? it's just it's like, like uh and that's my Furnace kicking on. We're in the basement again, so we can get warm. <laughs> but it's just like the the loaders, man. They make the loaders. Um, you know, I'm shooting the the LVL from GI, but everyone out there is making a loader that can feed 30 balls a second. But we're only shooting 10.2 or 10.5. Yeah. All it needs to do is not break brittle paint. Yeah. Be reliable and be great on batteries and be light. And it sucks because the loaders are capable of so much more. The markers are capable of so much more. But for and, nothing. But for no- nothing. Yeah. Everything's relegated. Regulated. All it needs to do is shoot 10 balls a second and shoot brittle paint and do it reliably without yeah. without issue. You yeah. know? And that's what I feel like, you know, we're, we're there. So what's the next change? What do you do? Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think is the next change in, in paintball itself? Like the grand scheme of things, like in the next five years, do you see paintball... I mean, tournament paintball on a rise and maybe transitioning Hopefully. into like maybe Nike or somebody taking on. I think um, that'd, be, that'd be great. That's what the that's what the industry really needs. Is it well, needs outside support. I think the NXL needs Nike need to push that. and Under Armour and yeah. GoPro and all that. Instead of all these individual teams, which is great, you'll have the dynasties and everybody else, you know, wearing Nikes or whatever. But doesn't a company really want? It, its logo or everything to be shown and, and, and be able to be seen all the time, every day, when the event is going on. And I think that's where the NXL needs to come in and put a Nike logo on a bunker, put an Under Armour logo on the field, uh, put a GoPro on a, a ref. You know, I think that would be cool. They got to get people to put the money into it, and those companies are going to put money into it based on what they can project their sales are going to come, sales that are going to come from that. Right. And also, Exposure. Who's seeing it? How many people are seeing it? And in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of people. That's my that's my fear is that it's not they send, you know, somebody out on the golf course. Nike sends somebody on the golf course wearing Nike gear on April Sunday, the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. or play. You know, a lot of millions and millions and millions of people are seeing that. Yeah. They likewise, even World Cup. You know, between all the viewers, is like a, just a drop in the bucket to yeah. that as far as exposure goes. And I think maybe that is why we struggle to get those sponsors. But if you can get them in, like you said, to sponsor the league, 
more than just individual players because I'm not buying a pair of Nike cleats because you wear Nike cleats and put a picture on Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. shoes yeah. are shoes. Exactly. Exactly. They're, go- they're going to grip. I, I mean, I'm going to get the kind I want that work well for me mm-hmm. on like the fields I'm playing on. Like I have different sets of cleats. If you're playing on turf. I want different cleats than if I'm playing on, you know, on a soccer field, like on a grass field. But at the same time, I don't think, I don't think that we need to turn into NASCAR to where each player's jersey is just covered in different yeah. sponsors. You know what I mean? I mean, have a have an Adidas jersey or a Nike jersey or whatever. But but then like now we do it by we do it by team. A team is a team has this support, these sponsors. Mm-hmm. Here's who supports Chicago aftershock. You know, whereas in most of your sports, once you get get into the professional level, other than essentially football, pretty much they they some of them wear different helmets, probably different things like that. But they all wear the same like outer gear. You can't right. really see a difference other than shoes. But if you go to a sport like hockey, for instance, you know Zdeno Chara might be wearing Warrior gear. The guy sitting next to him is wearing Reebok gear. The guy sitting next to him is wearing Bauer gear. Same colors though. Yeah. I noticed that. And the I, guy sitting next to him has got CCM on. So is it all personal preference as far as they go? Yeah. And it's and that company will just make, yeah, that certain color scheme, you know, scheme. Yeah. They just make it work for their. So yeah, like if you look at the Red Wings, you got guys that wear Reebok, you got guys that wear CCM, you got guys that wear mm-hmm. that do Warrior. You know, it's whoever they have contracts with those players, they they just make it perfectly match their uniform so do the players have contracts with them most of them yeah okay. I, I would assume like most of those players have contracts if you see a bunch of guys probably all wearing the same thing they probably don't have individual contact i'm sure a team has contract and then individual players are going to have contracts not necessarily above and beyond that that would that probably in their player contract with like the red wings say that they can you know go above or circumvent that team contract yeah. for a personal endorsement contract you know with with the like you know, I think the Red Wings, I think they, most of them wear Reebok stuff, if I remember right. I don't know. I kind of see all over the place. But a lot of CCM, a lot of Warrior, a lot of Bauer. Mm-hmm. Like, I wear pretty much all Bauer stuff. Like, I, but I use Warrior sticks. I don't like Bauer sticks. I just don't. Well, it comes down to personal preference again. It's just like, would you rather, you know, shoot a Mark or a Field 1, or would you rather shoot a CS1 or an yeah. M2 or a Lux? What do you, and then what do you put in? If you're the guy buying buying that marker, where do you put all your chips per se? Do you I mean do you want you want to shoot good? You want to be reliable, you want to fit your hand right. Is where do you right. is customer service important or do you not care? If you're the guy that never goes to an event and never has to deal with the text the event or talk to anybody or if you wouldn't send it in, you just try to fix it yourself, then do you really care what the customer support's like? I mean I do, because yeah. I want to know that someone's gonna take care of this if you know, something goes down and, you know, Blake plant. I mean, on all these companies, I'm sure are very good about it, especially yeah. at the events. Like they have to be, it's well, too I, small of a market. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it's such, it's something that's beat up so much too, that they have, they, you know, they have to have customer service or good customer service. Yeah. Uh, just because it's, you know, you're shooting it all the time. It's cycling all the time. Well, it's like me, knock on wood. Everyone talks about planet eclipses, customer service being phenomenal. I never had to deal with them. And yeah. that that's, I don't know. Is it great? Because I've never had to. It so goes to speak for their markers, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy too. Because you know, thinking about it, uh, you know, I, I had the opportunity to shoot their very first gun when it came out, the Ego. Ego. When it was just a brick. It was like what the two thousand five. Five. It had yeah. been five. Yeah, yeah. two thousand five, and it's crazy into what they have become. You know, this one of the top marker companies. When out you there. think about it, though, the 
the LVR that's sitting back there and the Ego 5, other than gas through your grip, really, and an LPR tucked down inside, mm-hmm. it's really the same gun. Yeah. Yeah, and then and that's why I think why I get upset when everybody's like, well, you know, they got to come out with something different. And, and why why is it that uh, car companies or, you know, paintball marker companies, every year they have to come out with something different? Snowmobiles. So, another one of my hobbies. And, and, oh, it's know, awful. Anything. It's crazy because is there that much of a demand for it? Or, no, it's because people will buy it. it I mean, there, there definitely is that, but there's only – there's only so much I feel that you're going to be able to do now before you start adding meat to take it away. It's just like I think what what they did with the CS1, the Dynasty CS1, is they had to add meat and mill it. And I wonder if they're going to start going that direction again, like what Twister's doing. They're starting to mill a bunch of uh, is it is it Twister? Twister yeah, the Twister the series. Yeah. Um, they're they're milling out a bunch of stuff. Um, and I'm sure there's other other companies that are milling out custom jobs and. And I think it's going to go back to that. Just going to keep changing because it's you. It's cell phones are a good example. They they did the same thing when the first cell phone came out. It was this big giant, like brick of a cell phone that you right. carried around. Had a huge antenna and everything. And then what did they do? They got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And I can remember like when my dad had the he got the Motorola StarTac. StarTac. I don't even remember the StarTac. Little, you know, small, small. How small can we build it? Mm-hmm. And now look where we're at. People are like carrying around tablets again in their back pocket, and they put in a computer to their face, talking yeah. to it. And you know we've went we've went back the other way. But at the same time, like this iPhone Seven sitting here is, it's a computer in itself. Like mm-hmm. and they're all interconnected. It connects right to the MacBook Air, which connects to the iPad. So if you know. okay, so with that phone, what do you do most on that phone? Do you are you on the internet most of the time? I would say mo- it's mostly internet between social media and just the internet email. Email's huge too. So a lot of email on. what I'm getting at is that do you now have a computer with the capability of being a phone? Yeah. Or is it a phone yeah. with the capability of having the internet? For me, that is – it's much more a computer with a phone built in Yeah. than it is a phone with a computer built in. It's crazy because I remember, I remember not even being able to to text on my cell phone when I first got it. Yeah, because it was so much. I, got. I didn't get it until I was sixteen because my parents had a rule that they would get they would get me a cell phone once I started driving. Mm-hmm. And now, like, and that, and I mean, I think that's a good rule. Like, I, yeah. I like that. I'm okay with that. You know, now I see these kids seven, eight years old running around with iPhones. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Well, it, transitioning into the paintball world, it's the same thing when you see all these guys. And kids really walking on the field with brand new gear and you know fifteen, sixteen hundred dollar paintball guns and not know what to do with them. And they but they have them because they can. Because mommy and daddy bought it for them. Mm-hmm. And you know more power to them. Like you know start them young, and I'm all for that. And I you know me, I guess I I don't have as much respect for the the kid that shows up decked out all the gear because mommy just swiped your credit card right. and bought it for full retail, and here it is, and he comes up and plays now. If there's a kid, I can think of one kid specifically, like he, you know, if you're young, I don't care if you're 14, 15, 16, whatever, you're young and you want to play in all these national events and everything, but like your dad's right there by your side the whole time. Like he's into it. Like this is what he loves too. Like mm-hmm. he loves seeing you love it and like just supporting you and being there side by side, you know, like 
I'm all for that. You know, I never had that. Like my parents didn't, they, the first event they ever watched me play or the first paintball they ever saw me play was in Cleveland this year. And I think it was extremely, we talked about how eye opening, I think it was for them to realize that we're not just, it's not a bunch of kids running around in the woods yeah, shooting paintballs at each other. Yeah. It's more so grown adults than it is, you know, kids by a, any means. The giant sport aspect. Yeah. Is when, you know, when you go and you see something like that. There's so much to it. It's a, it's a sport. There's there's camaraderie. You know, there's there's lifelong friendships developed from this. It's it's more than just it's a, it's a brotherhood if you will. Mm-hmm. It's more than just you know, I think people think have this such crude vision of paintball. They think we oh yeah, go out in the woods with our Tipman 98s like we used to. Well, and I think that's the media though. Yeah. Not well, not the media, but I I feel like that's movies and that's uh, you know what they do in the movies with the safety factor and, oh, yeah. and what they're what they do is shooting everything up, but but the kind of movies that we enjoy, or at least that I enjoy to watch, like the documentary type of the monkey with a gun, uh, the dirters and and things like that, you don't really get a grasp for it, and you don't really understand it unless you've played, right? I mean, yeah. m- more or less. The monkey with a gun, uh, at least like Heroes for a Day, was kind of more of like an explanation of what we go through, yeah. right? And I feel like that could have been that could have been a movie like on on you know IMAX or or just in a theater or something as a documentary or on HBO or something like that or even the roster uh, that Dan Napoli does or at did. least out there for people to see people not involved with the world not posted on PBA trying to make them understand yeah yeah. yeah. It needs to be posted. It needs to be somewhere where people can see it and people can understand it. Yeah, you know, get that. You know, because like I said, my parents they showed up and they're like, "Wow!" Like, so, mm-hmm. and, they, and they loved it. They thought it was great. Thought it was exciting and action packed. And you know, saw how much it meant. Yeah. To you. Here's their here's their son. You know, going going up the middle, just running to the running to the center bunker, like just trying to shoot everybody on the other team mm-hmm. before they shoot all you. That's all there's to it. Like, there's nothing to understand really. Yeah. There's, I mean, you can gra- anyone can grasp the basic concept of what's going down when you step up to a game if you've never seen a paintball game before in your life. And I don't think that excitement ever goes away. You yeah. know, when you, when you play paintball and you have that, that you know, I, it's, it's so hard to explain because it's such, an, it's such an, a different feeling than everything else. It's kind of like when you ride a motorcycle for the first time. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just it's that For me, excitement. it's any time. Or, or, yeah, or any time for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was that? We love it. Sa- Saturday, I got mm-hmm. my bike out. And it's just like, uh, you know, it's January 21st, and I get my bike out. I'm riding my bike in 62 degrees, and I just got on 280 and just flew up 280, went up over the bridge. River was wide open. Sun yeah. was kind of shining. Like, that's just something about that. It's, that. it's the same feeling like that as, like, riding the bike. You get that just just feels right like it's the it's it's just what you want to do like you're just in the zone stepping on the field life's better here and i think that is what i think that's what the best players in the world how they feel every time they step on the field whether they're doing drills whether they're just in their backyard whether they're practicing with their team i think that is one of the biggest things is that they enjoy it with a passion every time they pick up a paintball marker and and they play and you have to if you're going to play that much. I mean, the yeah. thing about think about a professional baseball player. You have to have an absolute passion and love for that game, or you're not going to spend literally half the days of the year playing the sport. Mm-hmm. You have to play 180 games. That's so many baseball games. You know, and you're traveling in between that. Like you know, my my friend who plays for the Mets, played for the Pirates, back to the Mets. He 
you know, he was home like two months mm-hmm. usually about it. That's what, I mean, you think about it. We're lucky. We get to go home every night. We get to take Friday and Saturday, Saturday Sunday off. Yeah. Like, Granted he makes millions, but at the same yeah. time, it's like what you got to love it though. You, you can't do it. You for gotta the money. love it. Yeah. You got to love it. And no, I wish it was like that for paintball making millions of dollars and yeah. you know, all these, but it's just paintball it is such be. a different sport. Yeah. It's, it's so different. But um, the the amount of love that that the, everybody puts into it is just the same. I feel we just don't have the history. Or There's as much, just as much passion and everything. Oh yeah, you know, 100. percent Like I'm ready to go. Like I get there. Like I'm like I'm amped up. I'm ready to play. Like get mm-hmm. out of the field. Like I'm ready. To, I want to shoot everybody on the other team and then shoot their pod guy as he's coming after too. I want to get like you know kill everybody. Yeah. That's just like the mentality. That's the zone you got to, you have to be in, I think, to like be competitive. And it's unfortunate when you get out there on the field with people who maybe don't have the same mentality as you or don't have, at least have the same level of intensity and like are ready to go. Yeah. It makes it, that can make it tough, you know, but it's still, you got to make the best of it. I always, I love playing. Like every time I go play, I love playing and yeah. I just want to do it more and more. I want to play all the time. Talking about it makes me want to play. Yeah. Same here. Same here. <laughs> Watching paintball videos makes me want to go play. Yeah. And, so I mean, do you do you plan on playing this year? Yeah, I want to. I so. mean, besides ten man, do you do you plan on playing competitively at an expo level? Yeah, I don't know exactly, exactly what or where, but we'll see. We'll see where the year goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely think you have a. I can't play Vegas. I got, unfortunately, have, I got obligations for you know. Which happened? You have life. Time. Everybody's got that. Yeah. Yeah. Just I can't. I can't. You can't handle. You can't control where they're going to schedule the events. You yeah. Know? So they schedule them. It's it's when they release the schedule, it's like two months in advance. It's easy easy to plan to say I can go to World Cup, you know, in November. Yeah. Now, but it's a couple you know a couple months out, and it gets planned on that St. Patty's Day weekend. So. Well, I'm sure you know we're gonna take some trips out to Badlands together and be doing some, do some practice Chicago and, plan and yeah, buddy. Hopefully, maybe playing some other these regional events. You know, trying to I know they're gonna have a MXXL event at Level Up Sports, Dave Pando's place down in. Columbus, Ohio. So yeah, I've heard it's great. I can't wait to go. Check I know it out. I gotta get down there too. We'll definitely go check it out. I'm sure uh, we'll get down there this season sometime. Yeah, because that'll be. It's supposed to be really nice, and I'd like to play that event there. I mean, maybe look at the MSXL in Louisville. Yeah, I mean, it's a four-hour drive. That's one of the nice about them regional tournaments. They're, they're just close, you know. Yeah, the more paintball, the better. Yeah, the more you can play, and the more you can play at a cost that's justifiable. You know, you can't play if they had an NXL event every month. It's not realistic to think you could ever you could ever yeah. do it. You I know. would like to see the NXL add two more events, though. Besides, besides this Winter Classic, whatever. Yeah. I think I think they should have two more events. But I mean, that's just me. Kind of spread them out, like we were saying. You get you get events. Everybody realistically can about drive to like one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on the West Coast, you could drive to Vegas if you want. I don't know what it takes to drive there, but to, I mean, you could drive there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we've been spoiled the last what two years with Cleveland. You know, you got Chicago this year, wherever, no matter where they're going to have it for us, you're talking, that's a three to three to five hours, depending on what they call Chicago, yeah. where they put it, you know? Yeah. Cause it could but, be on the West side Yeah, and you know, be an extra hour drive or, you know, who knows what they're going to. Either way, it's three to five hours. I'm not, I don't have to buy a flight or get a rental car. Yeah. So, I'm pretty excited for this season though. I'm, I'm really excited. I know we got a whole new crew. Um, yeah. And it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm. I'm excited to get on the field with them, uh, you know, because I know we have a couple of distor- uh, distortion guys. Uh, we have Brian McKenna back. Uh, we have a few divisional guys that kind of made the bump up and 
Uh, I'm excited to teach them and kind of, you know, mold them into uh, what Aftershock can be. And that's something great. So uh, we've had so many rough seasons where it's just so frustrating. I mean, that's why we're at where we're at. It's part of the sport, though. It it is. It is. And it's just sad because um, we had some great players, but now it's, it's time to make some new great players. Yeah. Nothing. So then those kids are going to be hungry. They're going to want to show what they what they got, you know. Yeah, and with these last, you know, who knows how many years, three years, four years, whatever I have left, uh, you know, I, I want to see Aftershock do well again. I'd like, I'd like to contribute to that. So, yeah, I'm excited for the season. You can do it. Get your knee healthy and Hell yeah. be ready to go. It's been Can't working with you, getting your exercises in every day. Yeah. Make sure you're eating right. Doing that and then going home, doing some more, eating right, you know, doing that whole uh, – whole flippy flop lifestyle change so it's gonna be good it's gonna be real good well man i i think we're we're at a good point yeah um i think we had some discussed a lot of topics Do a lot of topics on the sheet there um remember what all i wrote down there yeah there's a couple things there's a want to hit any of the other ones while we're at it well let's see there's what the hell is paintball Ch- that... my chicken scratch yeah <laughs> let me read it paintball combine oh the paintball combine yeah what was your thoughts on that I don't know. I'd like to go do it. I think it'd be pretty cool. What did they? They think they just had it this it past the weekend. Boston I paintball think. was in. Yeah, they had yeah. it out in Boston. And then are I'd they love doing to go a, do that. Are they doing another event for the paintball combine down at the Winter Classic? Kind of a. I think it's a good place for players to show they could that if they think they're at that level, they come and showcase themselves. And you know, teams. I think it'd be great if you got all the teams committed to sending a representative to actually scouting talent versus just, Oh yeah. You know, I think there's only, it was, I think at the winter class, it was talking like three or four teams are going to have people that are, you know, looking for players, you know, and that's, I mean, every team is always looking for players, aren't they? I mean, in reality, the, your best teams are always recruiting, looking, you know, actively recruiting. If you think about it, I mean, you can have the best team working together, the best teamwork ever, but what if there's a guy out there that, would work perfectly with your team and is another great player. You know, you always have to have those options open, keep your eyes open. I think a lot of teams sit back and, you know, don't expand and don't draw in that, that potential talent that could be out there. Yeah. And then they run, and then they run into issues, you know, when they, when they're trying to move up the ladder and, you know, so I think that's why I thought that combine, the combine option is, you know, is great. You bring these bring a bunch of people together, you know, they pay a fee or however it works and team, they put them all out on the field and play like at the combine, they're going to make teams, out of the combine that are going to compete in the uh, in the actual tournament of that Winter Classic. What do you think about saw like three combines? Like have have one in the beginning like of the coast, season. Midwest, West yeah. Coast, have or? have one on the East Coast. Have one on the West Coast. Have one somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. What do you think? Something like one in the beginning of the season, mid season, and at the end of the season. I mean, I I mean one combine in one place, one time a year. I don't know. It. I don't know if you can get really get a good look at uh, all the talent that you can work with. but Can you get a good look in a couple days? I mean, you know, you put people out on the field. I mean, they they recruit football players on less. They, I mean, yeah, I saw an, I But saw they have a seat. They have a season or, video or college seasons or, yeah, of you know, watching know. them. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, it's an interesting concept, and I like it that they that somebody has brought it kind of into the game. And I think it has mm-hmm. potential to go somewhere. You know, I could I could definitely see it advancing. Yeah. You know, and, and have people having more interest in it in these professional teams. But the teams aren't as big as they used to be anymore either, because with step deck you run smaller squads. Mm-hmm. You don't need you're not running ten, eleven guys, twelve guys on an X ball roster. Yeah, and there is that. And obviously, you know, 
purse strings are going to be tight. So yeah, you're going to bring, you know, you, the less people you have to bring to the event, the, mm-hmm. the more money it saves a team owner. And obviously like some teams don't care. They can have, yeah. they can have whoever they want playing whenever they want. They'll be there the week before the event practicing and you know, wherever they'll be in Las Vegas practicing. And then, you yeah. know, the Saturdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before the event practice all week and then show up to the event. You know, they spend more time on the field than some teams, you know, in a week than some teams spend on it in the two weeks prior. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm, I think we went through all the, everything we wanted to talk yeah. about. And I'm sure, well, what I'd like to do is maybe <laughs> sometime mid season, um, or even, you know, closer to that or something, we'll get together again and talk about things that are happening with you, things that are happening in the league and with myself and, yeah, it'd be nice Can once just the reboot? season starts, you know, you can do a lot more discussion about the events and layouts and, you know, what went down and what happened, especially after, like after Vegas. I think it's just, you know, you get to the point, like you said, we're running out of material. It's like, what do you talk about? You know, you keep talking about different things. I mean, there's always something to talk about and to yeah. go in depth about. But uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have more guests on, you know, I'm going to talk to more people. I know Dan Napoli wants to do one. Uh, I'm going to get some pros at the events to do some. I'm going to do a couple uh, at practice. I'm going to try and do one with Bruno, uh, a couple of guys on the team. Uh, so I, I'll I'll have plenty of material because everybody will have different stories. So Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be good, man. I appreciate you coming down and yeah, uh, sacrificing your gym time. It was great. I'll go to the, I, I'll go to the gym now. And just right. <laughs> got to make sure you get in. Just back yeah, day. There you go. Got to be ready. All right, bud. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. (laughs) For work. All right, man. We'll talk to you then. Sounds good. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much, Mark, for uh, coming on the podcast with me and taking the time out of your busy, busy day to to sit down and chat. Uh, Let's give another thank you to our sponsors, Planet Eclipse, for making one of the best paintball markers out there. Uh, that's planeteclipse.com. If you want any more information on them, head over to the World Wide Web, and uh, that's where you'll find them. Also, Vantrition, all of your supplemental needs for your sporting activities, you can find at vantrition.com. Preload, reload, uh, all kinds of proteins, just head over to vantrition.com, and you can find all of that. And now, the Midwest Clothing giveaway details. All right. All you have to do to qualify for this giveaway is I will be sharing this podcast episode on all the social media that I have on my athlete page and my Instagram. All you have to do is go on my pages and share that post. Like it, share it, and tag three friends. Once you do that, you qualify for the giveaway. And the prize is a pair of Midwest Clothing's Tournament Paintball Pants. And you have your choice of either OG Nom Green Tiger Stripe or the Desert Camo Tiger Stripe. Size of your choice. Um, so go ahead and, uh, and once you see this, or once you hear this actually, and you see the post, share it, like it, tag three friends, and you are not qualified to win a pair of the Midwest Clothing Uh, paintball pants so thank you guys again for listening don't forget to subscribe don't forget to like uh, my my athlete page don't forget to go over and follow me on instagram and uh and don't forget to also subscribe over on youtube so until next time uh take care guys we'll see you again and uh keep an ear out for episode four see ya